Angela, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for hitting me up. No, oh, it's it's so good to have you on. Your personality is amazing. You're fun. You fight good. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very <laughs> excited. I was going to actually get you on sooner, but I wanted to wait till you had a fight. And then I didn't uh-huh. expect to get you so close to your fight. So I appreciate you taking the time out so close to your fight to coming in and, and, and doing the show for me. Yeah, well, you know how I do. You got to stay ready to, <laughs> yeah. to pick up that phone because you never know when I'm going to get a fight offer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you hitting me up for sure. No, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for the conversation. And uh, so you're fa- you're fighting Ashley Yoder uh, coming up. And what happened with this fight? Like something happened. You, you were, It got pushed back for someone had corona? Yeah, uh, one of her coaches uh, tested positive. So the way that it works is before we get there, we usually do a COVID test. Um but we weren't able to just because they hit us up on Saturday to to come and fight. So right. we got there and we we all passed the COVID test once we got there. But you're literally just there with your teammates um, the entire time. Right. So you're not really in contact with the other UFC staff, at least not without like mask and everything. And um, and you're just there in quarantine. You get to go to Walgreens or Walmart and Walgreens or whatever. But you're just there in the hotel for like four days. So um, they do one final COVID test right after weigh-ins. And that was the test that one of her coaches tested positive for. So I don't know. Sometimes it can be a false positive. Um, sometimes it could just be like sitting in their system but not detectable yet until yeah. like that day. And, um, yeah, it just, it's just been killing people. Like, I'm so surprised the last night no, none of the fights fell through. Yeah. Um, because, like, the fight card that we were booked on lost maybe, like, five or six fights that week. So, um, so yeah, it was a pretty rough week for, uh, for UFC yeah. for that one. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people have had it now. And so it's, it's mm-hmm. like they can't get it again. Um, as far as her backing out of the fight, is that a choice? Because I've heard of fighters that, like, lost their corner and they still fought. Um, is that a choice and was it agreed upon by you or did she just just uh, was it like like mandatory because she had no one left or it's mandatory um, just because of CDC rules for the uh, for the state. So I think uh, I think things were a lot more lax like earlier in the year. Right. And, um, and especially like when I fought in Florida against Claudia, like things are super lax. Like yeah. you, you didn't have to wear your mask at weigh ins. You didn't have to like. uh I don't know. There, there, there was a lot less like uh, social distancing. Like you could be in the same room with like the commentators and stuff. But now they keep us all separate. Yeah. We're all in our. Um, we we barely see anyone else who's on the card except for at weigh-ins. So um, so yeah, it's pretty it's pretty strict now. And like I'm sure she would have shown up without a corner. Like I would have been like, fuck it. Like neither of us will have a corner. We'll just fight, you know. But because yeah. um, we already did the weight cut. We're already ready to go but um but yeah like they have to be safe they can't put the people who work the card at risk if one if her corner tests positive then she could possibly be carrying the disease and it's just not detectable by the test yet so they just have to be super uh safe now whereas before like last year they weren't they weren't being that strict has it affected you fighting in in these new uh regulations or is it just kind of the same thing for you I know you had four fights in 2020, but only two of them, I think, yeah. were during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been able to stay active, so that's cool. Yeah. Like, I had three fight camps during the pandemic, um, is, but the last one didn't go through because I got COVID, so that really sucked. Wow. I think that was the only time in my career that I had to pull out of a fight, um, and, it, and it wasn't my choice either. Like, I, I got it. I started feeling better and then I got the call like, hey, you tested uh, you tested positive for COVID, so your fight's off. And I'm like, but wow. <laughs> but I feel better now, you yeah. know? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it sucks, man. It, it's really like just throwing a wrench in a lot of people's uh, just years. Uh, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, this is gonna be the year that's, that I'm gonna break out and do a lot of things. And some people have been able to thrive and others have been able, have just like kind of sunk. But I feel like I've done all right with it. Like aside from my fight falling through, um, like uh, I've still been able to train and um, I'm starting to see a difference in training with a lot of MMA fighters. like. If you have the means, a lot of your a lot of uh, your camps are more focused on you, just because you can't you can't uh, 
train with a ton of people yeah. without maybe getting your fight pulled because you get coronavirus. So, um, so yeah, I think that's been kind of cool, actually, just having a more focused training camp and, um, you know, the coaches being more focused on me improving as opposed to just coming in with a huge class and doing your own thing. Yeah. How did this fight come about? Because, uh, I mean, I know, like I said, you fought her before you beat her. Um, how did this fight come about again? And then what are you looking to get out of this fight? Um, I, I really think that like UFC just owed us both fights. Um, and, and they try to, they try to honor that if, if we're willing to fight, then they have to at least try to get us in there. You know, like a lot of people are like, I want to fight, I want to fight. And then they're like, Oh, you can fight this person. They're like, Eh, I'll wait, you know, yeah, yeah. but um, but uh, me and Ashley both hadn't fought in a while and um, and they needed to offer us something. And when they had all those fights fall through, they're like, oh, oh, cool. We can we can maybe get these girls a, a fight and then we don't have to worry about them until yeah. like next June or something. So uh, yeah. so when all those fights fell through off of that that card that I was supposed to be on, they're like, OK, you guys want to fight each other? And we're both like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they're like all right let, we'll we'll put you on next week and we're like okay so uh, so it was cool and originally when i said yes i thought she had a fight camp like i thought one of her opponents like got sick or pulled out or whatever so when i found out that they just made the fight for us that week i was even more um just confident because i'm yeah. like oh she's she didn't have a camp at all she's yeah. not gonna be like more uh she's not gonna have more cardio than me or just be more focused like we've both been chilling and training and now we're fighting so it kind of takes the pressure off and makes it feel more like a, a hard sparring day at the gym as opposed to oh it's this big event where you've been like focusing on this person for forever and now you're gonna fight yeah um so yeah so yeah it's pretty it's pretty funny how it happened and like I wouldn't mind all my fights being like that, you know. Like they call me up a week before, hey, you want to fight this person? Yeah, let's do it, you know. <laughs> yeah, you stay so active, and and that's awesome, especially during the pandemic, like it was. You had two fights, and then you had two fights before that. Um, with her, uh, you know, how are you preparing? Like, are, are you studying her a lot as of late? And and do you do a lot of preparation work? Do you watch videos? Do you watch previous fights? Do you study your opponents, or do you kind of just go with the flow and train the same for everyone? I, I get a different answer from everybody, so I have to ask yeah um it's it's different with every person but um with with her specifically i i wanted to look at a look watch her a little bit just to see what i'm gonna be expecting because right. everyone has different patterns that they don't really change you know like everyone has a, a foundation of skill that they pull from and they can get better at it uh they can right. they can add other things to it but there's always going to be like that base yes. and um so for her i know that like i got a lot better since we fought she got a lot better since we fought so i did i haven't watched our last fight yet i was going to do it fight day and then they pulled our fight yeah <laughs> But um, but uh, I I've um, watched her last few fights and and I'm just like okay this this is perfect because I've actually accidentally been preparing for an opponent yeah. like this so um so it's it's nice to have that confidence in in that the fact that I've just been like trudging along working on things that I feel like will work against her but also um also like we just go over little stuff like wherever she's successful. Uh, we go on the defense to those positions and uh, anything that I've been getting tripped up with at the gym that she might do well, uh, we'll go over those positions and make sure I'm not like making the same mistakes I made in the gym in the fight next week. So yeah. just uh, just working on little positions, very specific drills. I mean, I had now I had I had three weeks as opposed to one, yeah. but I had three weeks to like just kind of look look at what she does well and work on defending that, work on reattacking, countering it, and uh, yeah, I felt prepared. Like I felt prepared last week, but I feel even more prepared now. So so I'm going in there with a, even a, even more confidence than before. Nice. Let me ask you: Do you ever study yourself? Because for me, like <laughs> I studied myself almost more than my opponents. Because mm. I always watched my last fight and my definitely my last fight, maybe my, my, my fight before that and just kind of mm -hmm. saw my weaknesses and how I would beat myself. And then what can I do to change like a lot of what you said, like a lot of the things that I did the same in many fights and kind of mix yeah. it up a little bit. Do you ever do that or, or is it more so just studying your opponents? 
A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't sit and watch it over and over again. Um, but I definitely watch my fights and I see what I'm doing well, because a lot of times, especially when you lose a fight, you don't want to watch it. You don't want to watch yourself lose. You don't want to see the whole process of it. And even a fight that I felt like I won, it's still hard to process because I'm like, man, I'm doing everything right. You know, like, ah, how did they score that for that girl? (laughs) You know? Um, but when I do finally sit down and watch it, I can, I can take in, oh man, I look good doing this. I'm slipping punches. I'm getting out of the way. I'm countering before I wasn't countering. I was just getting out of the way. Now I'm like using that to attack my opponents and take advantage of those situations. So I, I'm, I more so watch it to remind myself, uh, that I'm improving every time. And no matter what I felt in the last fight, the version that I come out next time is going to be twice as good. So, um, so I think that, that I focus more on that, the progression. And that's why I wanted to watch my um, my last fight with Yoder on fight day, just so I can just get that huge confidence boost. Yeah. Like, man, like, you know, everything to do in any position that she had you in trouble, you, you'd get out of that in two seconds now, you know, yeah. like just acknowledging that I made this mistake, like, four years ago that I would never make today. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, uh, it's good for me just... Um, just to remember like what I'm good at, but also also to uh, see the progression and see how much I've evolved. Yeah. Do you, without being too specific, do you have a prediction for the fight, roughly? Like, I mean, I know you beat, you, you, won by, you won by decision the first time, <laughs> Round correct? Round one knockout. <laughs> Round one knockout. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I would it. love that. I mean, I would love that. I feel like um, there's a few people who, a few girls in my weight class who are getting those finishes and it's making them stand out from the yeah. crowd. So, like, I definitely want to go for a finish. Um, I like every every strawweight goes to decision. You know, yeah. like it's 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 boring. <laughs> so I definitely want to get that finish. And it's hard in our weight class being a striker. Like, it's hard to just knock someone out cold. We we don't have the the weight. You know, it's and it's um it's not as easy as like the heavyweights or the bigger weight classes, but it's definitely possible. You know, it's definitely possible. And yeah. I, and I definitely feel like, um, I could find a chin. I feel like whenever you have like softball versus orthodox, that, that backhand yeah. is just like, you know, ready to, ready to rock it to the chin. So, uh, yeah, I feel pretty confident that I can wobble her. Well, you don't have all decisions, and I don't think there's that many straw weights that are 16-0 and 0 in pro kickboxing. So I think that's, a, that's definitely uh, in your favor. All right, everyone, don't fast forward. I'm about to save you some money and give you something for free. This podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the official trimmer of the UFC, and now the official trimmer of the Real Quick with Mike Swick podcast and yours truly. And I'm going to save you 20% off on your order today by going to manscaped.com, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com, by entering code QUICK at checkout. You get free shipping and you save 20% off your order. Now, Manscaped is the best below-the-waist grooming products on the market, bar none, by far, without question. And now it's available in Europe, Canada, and Australia. So again, go to manscaped.com, enter code QUICK. That'll let them know that I sent you and you'll support the podcast, which I know you want to support the podcast because we work so hard for you guys. Um, use code QUICK, save 20%, and you also get free shipping. You're welcome. Um, you know, I know you're having a rough, you're on a little rough skid right now. Um, I think there's one thing we can take from your career and your history that you've picked yourself up very, very well and, and brought yourself back from, ad, you know, adversary. Um, did, did I say that correctly? Jesus Christ. Adversity. Adversity. Oh my God. It's, it's one thirty <laughs> like, in the morning. You got to excuse me here. And yeah. Adversity it, it, yeah. As many times as I've been punched, 15 fights in UFC, I'm lucky to even have a podcast. Um, <laughs> So yeah, we got we both. It took both of us. We got that word out there. So at least at least we used a yeah, strong word. So I'm proud of it. it. I'm Good proud word. of it. But uh, <laughs> because of those fights, I mean, they were split decisions. They were very tough girls. What did you take from that, and how is that affecting you moving forward? Are you using that in a positive way? Um, is it is it pressure? Is it or is it is it kind of negative? I know it's hard to say that if it is. Um, or are oh. you using it in a positive way? And if so, how to push yourself forward and be confident in this fight? And come out strong like you've had you've done so many times before to, to pull yourself back in and get back in the UFC and win championships and, and, and win many fights. Um, it's it's like any time I've I've been on a a, a skid, um, it just lights a fire under you. You know, it makes you go back to the gym and work harder. You work harder for the finish. You work harder to outwork the person that you're sparring or, or training with. 
And um, and like if I had won those two fights, I wouldn't have improved as much as I right. as I have. Even if they were the same exact fights, the only difference is the decision went my way. I would not have improved as much as I have in the last like how long has it been? Like I've I fought in September, September so it's yeah. been like five five months. Yeah five or six months. So I've been working, man. I've been working my ass off. And I think that's the biggest thing that you can take from losing. Like I'm, I feel like I'm the hardest working straw weight because I lose so much. Like it fucking sucks. But every time I, I get a skid, like I come back like twice as good. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that upswing. Like I'm kind of on a downswing now, but I honestly feel like those fights were like some of my most impressive fights to date. So it's just like a, a couple little adjustments that I have to do to start standing out from the crowd again, start knocking out these ranked girls, you know, and, yeah. and like getting finishes over someone like that. Someone like the last two girls I fought in which uh, I feel like is very, was very possible those days. You know, I just, there's just a little bit that I didn't do. I didn't, I didn't follow Claudia down to the ground. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't like go ham on Michelle when I was worried about the takedown, like little things that I could have done that would have gotten me a finish as opposed to going, going to the scorecards and wins over those two girls or anyone like that would have gotten me a title shot. So I'm just like trying to, like it is, it does piss me off thinking about it. Um, but knowing that I'm so close to to like even a potential title shot, so close to like being considered for that, uh, it, it gives me a lot of. It just gives me a lot of energy, you know. I wake up and I'm more motivated than I would be if if I had just gotten beat up in those fights, you know. So it's so I'm I'm looking at the positive in that sense and just trying to trying to focus on um you know the future and and how close it is, you know. Like it's it's super close for me and it's super close for any strawweight really who's in the top 15, like two big wins and people are looking at you for, for the next title shot. They want to see someone mix it up. So um, I'm holding on to that. And, yeah. I, and I know that I know I can outpoint them. Yeah. I just have to finish them now. So that's yeah. the goal. And, and from where you've been, who you fought and how high ranked you've been, obviously champion and everything else, um, you know, performance is so important. And, and even though Ashley's not a high ranked opponent, you can still jump pretty far up you know, with a good performance in this fight. So that's one thing good about it, obviously. Um, you yeah. know, but, but, but moving on from that, Rose is fighting Zang coming up. I have to get your opinion on that. What, what do you think is going to happen in that fight? I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like we really haven't seen a lot of uh, Willie Zang. And uh, her fight with Joanna was really impressive. But um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they both of those girls just didn't didn't move out of the way at all right. you know it was kind of like a muay thai fight you know yeah. <laughs> like they both they both stood, stood in the pocket in front, they yeah. hit each other and they were just like fuck you no fuck you no fuck you <laughs> and that's that's what makes a, an amazing fight but i don't i don't see rose doing that i don't see rose yeah. standing there and swinging like I, I see her being more elusive um and just trying to hit and not get hit she did really good with Andrade doing that until she started getting hit in the third round in their last fight, um, and and in their first fight before she got <laughs> slammed on her head. So I don't know. It's it's a weird one, um, and I'm curious to see if if like Rose if Rose has any intention of taking her down because uh, Whaley does seem like she's hard to control on the ground. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. That should be a fun one. It's a good one for sure. Did you happen to see the the fights yesterday? I, I don't know what time yeah. for you, the time zone. It was early this morning for me. what do you think about Amanda Nunes and what do you think it is that makes her so uh, different and, and, and so great as a fighter? Dude, she just has that power. It's like, it's crazy, you know, right? sometimes, uh, sometimes, um, you know, you have a fighter that just has that knockout touch, you know, yeah. like they, they, I don't know if they, you train for it. Like she doesn't, she doesn't look like a big 
beefy like woman yeah. you know she she looks kind of unassuming so it's funny that she can hit so hard like if you see her next to cyborg you're like oh yeah cyborg can hit way harder but i don't think she can yeah. <laughs> like we saw we saw that happen we saw it play out and like i think amanda nunez hits way harder so some people just have a good way of just twitching everything at the right moment and landing all of their body weight right on the chin and like she does a great job of that she like she really like leads in with that jab before she throws a cross over top and like I and I, I watched her tape and I was like oh that's how she's landing that every time because she kind of hops in before she throws the cross over the top and I'm like well I don't know if she'll be able to do that against uh against um Megan just because she's so long and she did it she yeah. did it. She hit her. She wobbled her, put her on Bambi legs, and then took her down and choked her out or, or armbarred her. So, like, it was that was it was super impressive, is what I expected, but in even more dominant fashion than I thought it would be. Yeah. And, and getting back to you uh, really fast, um, I know you're not old. You're obviously doing really well in your prime. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're old. <laughs> But I, but I am wondering what what is your goal at this stage? Um, you know, you, you were a champion. You did kickboxing. You know, you're at the top in the UFC. What is your goal as far as fighting? And do you have a set number of fights that you want to get out, or a goal that you want to reach, or are you just fighting to see uh, until that day comes when you realize you you might be, you know, done, and then just when that day comes, you you, you stop. Well, I, I gave myself a deadline to have a kid, okay. so I'm like, I'm, I want to have a kid one day, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if I do, I want to have the kid uh, at no no older than 40, because right. I feel like that's when things start getting crazy. Um, so, so that's my deadline for that. Um, and I'm not sure if I'd be able to jump back in the gym after that at 40. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if I would want to. I, like, I just got a house. I got a dog. I'm like, man, I'm going to just hang out with my dog all day. You know, so like, if I have a kid, it's probably going to be even worse. I'm just going to want to hang out with the baby all day right. and not go to training. It changes um, things. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, it's definitely something I've been thinking of, uh, like, the future, because it's coming. It's it's on its way. Uh, it's going to come faster than I think. But, um, but yeah, just just being so close to that title shot, I, I feel like another good year, and it's definitely going to happen for me. So uh, I think I'm just I'm really just focusing on the next like three or four fights. I think if the next three or four fights go really well, then I'm definitely going to be looking at a title shot soon. And honestly, if I if I get the title shot, I win the belt. Like, I'm just going to fight until I can't anywhere, yeah. you know? Like, that's that's, that's the ultimate goal for a lot of fighters is to get the belt. And once I get there, like, that's me. That's me doing my thing. That's me yeah. doing what I set out to do. So I would love for that to play out the way that I see it in my head. Um, I know everything, you can't really plan on, on that kind of stuff, especially with MMA because it's so chaotic. But I, I definitely see that happening. Like, a few more fights, fighting for the title, getting the belt. Having a baby, <laughs> making them wait, <laughs> making them wait till I'm ready to defend. No, um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my goal for the end. And then, I mean, after after I retire, I, I definitely would like to coach. I feel like um, there aren't enough female coaches in the world for yeah. MMA, so I definitely love coaching. I, I love teaching. Um, when, when they asked me to do the unlocking victory for Dom, I was like, yes, <laughs> I put on my teacher voice, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I, I really love, um, you know, helping out the younger generations of MMA fighters. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Me and Adam, both, uh, my husband, Adam, yeah. we're both like really into that idea and that and opening up our bar, <laughs> our fight theme bar. You got a podcast too, right? Yeah. We I mean, have I've, I've seen your podcast. Or... I know you have one, but I mean, that is that something that's going to continue on after as well? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like, it, if anything, like uh, when I when I do my podcast, is just me practicing yeah. speaking, practicing yeah. speaking in a voice where I can put it on air and people actually know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, 
So, yeah, like we we still do that. And then uh, the ESPN gig is pretty cool. I think they like me. So hopefully, like, so hopefully they'll keep me around yep. afterwards, too. But um, but yeah, it, I feel like there's a good future for me after I put the gloves down, after I hang them up. I don't have to I don't have to fight till my knees are falling, falling out of my sockets and yeah. stuff. I can, like, do something else when my body starts breaking down. So, yeah, I, I feel like I have a good future set ahead of me well this next fight with ashley is coming up on march 14th next weekend um i think this is interesting just to show you how long i've been fighting in the ufc and how kind of kind of old i am i guess i i, <laughs> I, I don't say like that but uh it's march 14th and you are fighting at ufc fight night 187 now i fought at ufc fight night one like that's wow that's uh, it's been 186 fight nights just fight oh, nights not ufc yeah. events just fight yeah. nights since since I, I fought my – it was my second UFC fight. How crazy wow. is that? UFC fight night one. It's crazy. So when I saw you, it was 187. I was like, holy shit, 187 fight nights already? That's so crazy. That's crazy. What, what year was that? Oh, my God, 2005. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was an ultimate fighter yeah. on two, in 2004, and I think it aired maybe late 2004, early 2005, and that's kind of when I started my career in the UFC. And then I had, and, and then eleven years and fifteen fights. I had a huge wow. hiatus for three years where I was injured, so that's why I don't have as many fights as I should have. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. It's how many, how many uh, it's up to now, and, and then all the other yeah. different fights, the ESPN fights, the Vegas fights, the Fox fights, the you know all, all these different ones. Um, that's insane. And I was gonna ask you though, I'm gonna get a little bit on your history, just just briefly, a little bit on your history. How in the world did you go from art school? To I know, obviously I, I've I've done some research I've seen some interviews so I know that you just started uh, training in kickboxing and you fell in love with it and and you yeah. were hooked why like that's what I, I, I want to know why because nobody's ever asked you why but it's like when you okay so you're kickboxing and there's a difference in, in losing weight which I think is what you said you were trying to do uh, when yeah. you got into kickboxing there's a difference of losing weight and and punching air maybe a bag um, but when you start like hitting people in the face and you're getting hit <laughs> in the face. Like what was it that like 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 hooked you? Was it the alphaness of it? Was it the 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 toughness of it? The the challenge? Like what was it that made it like where you were like, okay, art's cool, but punching people in the face is cooler. I don't know. I think it might have been like a lot of pent up aggression. Yeah, like must have been, huh? <laughs> like um, when you're in art school. So I was I was like um, I. I I, I didn't know any other artists when I went to art school. I didn't know like the culture or the world. And there's a lot of pretension there. So mm -hmm. I went to like a really accredited art school called Cooper Union. And, and I loved it. But like where I come from, if you can draw, you're an artist. Where right. when I get to art school, suddenly like you can draw, you're, but you're not, you're, you're just like too, um, didactic is what yeah. they would say like it, it's too on the cuff you have to you have to think more outside of the box so I would get so angry when I do like these nice paintings or like do a nice portrait or something and someone would like put a rock on the table and they're like yeah. that's my art piece and everyone's breaking it down like it's this like amazing thing I'm like yeah. this is a fucking rock you know <laughs> like it's like all those um all those silly memes about uh, art, you know, like they'll draw draw a circle on the wall and like they're like, that's art. And I'm like, but this this drawing took me like five days to do yeah. and it looks amazing and everyone hates it. So like I had a lot of pent up aggression because of that. Um, and it was nice once I graduated school to go into a gym and just let it out, you know, like just hit a bag and just be like, you know, like just... I don't know. It's different from running. It's different from like yeah. uh, spin class. Like I tried, I tried literally every other workout and just got bored with it. Like it didn't, it, there was no goal in mind. But when I did Muay Thai, uh, I think just learning a martial art is something that I always wanted to do, but also um, 
being because I was really skinny. I was really skinny, like a stick. I probably weighed about one ten on a good day, mm-hmm. and um, and being able to like generate the amount of power that I could when I threw an elbow on the bag yeah. was just like what? Like I had I had this the entire time, and nobody told me how to do it. It's like when your brother teaches you, like oh, like just do like this to someone's nose, and it really hurts them, yeah. you know. And suddenly you feel <laughs> powerful. Different. You're like oh, I can just fuck someone up by doing that so like first time i threw an elbow on the bag i was like whoa that's so cool like that that feels really hard because my elbow hurts but i bet they're gonna hurt way more so um i think that was like the first moment where i'm like oh this is cool i'm gonna keep doing this i'm gonna get really good at it maybe i'll be like one of those like stunt women one day or maybe i could just teach kickboxing or something like that um but i i just really liked it so i kept doing it and and did so obviously when you start in kickboxing you're not going as hard and then you see the people that are going hard so you, you see the people that are fighting uh, when you're making that transition from just training to fighting was there anything surprising like when you got hit in the face or you were throwing kicks or you were hitting other people were there anything was there anything surprising about that and how did you adjust and and, and did you like it or or I obviously <laughs> didn't not like it but yeah I think I think I was surprised myself in how tough I was. Yeah. Like I wasn't one of those people who were like afraid of getting punched right off the bat. Like, you know, some people are like, oh, don't touch my face. But I was just like, like I would be like, you know, like uh, Whaley and Joanna, like I get hit hard. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck you. You know, like like it just made me want to go harder. So it was it was cool finding that out about myself because it really is like you never know how someone's going to react once they get into sparring you know like some it'll be the person you least expect that just turns into a monster inspiring you're like oh okay okay so um i was one of those people a little skinny the little skinny 110 pound girl trying to beat up the the big guys you know and i really liked clinch as well like i thought that was that was a really cool concept like in our our coach um Brandon Levi, he's in New York. Uh, our coach did a lot of clinch, like more than most schools, because most people were like, ill, and then they quit your gym. <laughs> yeah. But we did a lot of clinch work, and I just thought it was so cool that I could put my head in someone's chin, and then they couldn't hurt me. You know, like I just like tie them up like this, no matter how big they were, and just knee the shit out of them, and they couldn't hurt me. So it just made me feel, because I was like such a small, uh, such a small, like, girl in my 20s uh it it just made me feel a lot more in control of like situations you know and I was I'm also like very timid I don't know people always say they can't tell now but like back back then I was very timid very quiet um and you know people try to like take advantage or like uh you know uh push you over they right. they think of you as a pushover when you're when you're just like really quiet so being able to have that in my back pocket always made me like walk into a room with my head held a little higher you know like even though I'm still 110 pounds I was just like what yeah. you know <laughs> that's so funny try me <laughs> I'll put my elbow in your face so um so yeah it was it was really uh empowering for me um, being able to like take a punch from a, a bigger person and give it back and have fun doing it, not just be like traumatized while it was going on, but have fun and and start working on like throwing head kicks. I remember the first time I I threw a head kick, like even though they blocked it, I was like, whoa, I can yeah. get my leg up there, you know. So it was just like all these fun little um, little things that you discover about yourself once you start doing something like that, like a, a martial art or, or a sport that you just really love. So when you started fighting, uh, obviously you were doing good. You started fighting, you went 16 and 0, but when you first started winning, how gratifying yeah. was that for you? Like, what, did, did that compare to anything else in your past? Like, do you think it was more gratifying than the artist that set the rock down and got all the praise from everyone? Like, do, like, like, yeah. How would you, how would you, how would you kind of rate that gratification of actually winning fights and, 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 and beating up somebody in a dominant way and, and, and getting that victory? Well, it's like, um, you're, you're just like stunning on people, you know? So like when, when you do the, when you, when you have a good piece, like an art piece, or even just like getting into art school, I was just like, I felt like I was 
mentally stunting on people. Like, yeah, I'm, this is how good my brain is. So when you <laughs> when you fight someone and you beat them up, it, it feels more like <laughs> I don't know, more like primitive. You know, yeah. <laughs> like Super like awful. I'm I'm just a badass. You know, like I'm I, I beat you up. I was stronger than you. I was I was more of an animal than you were. I came at you hard and you couldn't take it. And I think especially because like in the beginning there's it doesn't feel like there's much skill involved. Like you're just going bad, throwing everything that you did on the pads at the person and whoever like gets tired first loses. But, um, but yeah, it was an amazing feeling. Like my first couple of fights, just being able to go forward and, and throw everything at someone and every now and then land something clean and yeah. see the head snap back and then getting your hand raised in front of like your friends and family and stuff. Like it just is, it's just, it's a feeling that you can't really replicate. Like right. I can't think of anything else. Even at a, at the low level of like the WKs in Virginia, you know, in a basketball court yeah. <laughs> at some like elementary school. Like even even that, like it's really hard to replicate that feeling of accomplishment, just beating someone up and getting a hand raised. And then going 16 and 0 as a kickboxer, having a lot of success there, uh, training in Muay Thai and stuff. Moving into MMA, was that like a transition because it wasn't enough like like with kickboxing that you, you you know that mma was just more hardcore and you wanted to just test yourself in a in a more crazy tougher environment well like when i first started uh fighting i was still like man mma is like too much like yeah <laughs> like i don't want to get i don't want to get punched on the on the ground like yeah, right. have my head bouncing off of the mats like that's that's too much i don't like that i'm gonna stick with muay thai and I don't know, I think the more I started, because I was dabbling in like jujitsu at the time. So the more I started uh, messing around, like uh, going from like messing around with like uh, my teammates, I would like punch them up and then like jump for an arm bar or something because I saw it on TV and then like roll around with them and then stand up and start punching again. I'm like, you know what? This is actually pretty fun. It's, it's like, kind of cool to put everything together everything you know you can do anything in there except for like eye gouge and kick them in the nuts yeah. but like everything you know you can just do it and it doesn't matter if someone taught it to you it doesn't matter if it's part of the rule set of that sport like you just do it yeah. so i think that's what interests what sparked my interest is just messing around with teammates like in between in between like muay thai and jiu-jitsu classes you know and um and when they introduced the strawweight division on tough when they said they were doing the strawweight division um i had already been watching the girls in in like the strawweight weight class and i'm like man like these girls can't strike like none of them hold their hands up none of them <laughs> they're not like, 16 and throw straight punches yeah like it, like i'm like these girls can't strike i'm gonna knock them all out and obviously yeah. it didn't go that way but yeah. like that's definitely if, whenever you have someone who's like a specialist in their field and they watch like like a like a really good boxer watching MMA, a really good jujitsu player watching MMA, they're like, dude, these girls don't know what they're doing. But it's it's just it's now that I've been in there, I know that there's so much more to it. Like there's so much more going on. Like my striking looks sloppier now i think just because i have to worry about the takedowns i have to worry about uh all other all other sorts of things crazy kicks or whatever but it's effective so uh so um yeah i mean i i definitely felt like there was money to be made i felt like there i could be successful in it just because I've, i was so confident in my striking and still am um and uh and yeah i think that's what kind of made me gravitate towards it i'm like beating a beating a girl in MMA in the striking department is going to be easier than beating a girl in Muay Thai in the striking department. Right. So that's that's when I started working on my wrestling and everything and trying to put it all together. Well, this, this leads into my next question, but you do know I have a, uh, a pretty decent Muay Thai and all-around MMA BJJ fight camp here in Phuket. So if you yeah. and your family ever come to Phuket, hit me up and uh we'll take care of you and and you have a great place to train and and we'll show you the islands and everything else so yeah it's gorgeous out there what's up everybody i am here in thailand this is the first time i've ever been here been dying to come here for years mike swick he's one of the big reasons he's been trying to pull me down here what he built down here aka thailand is incredible there's people here from all over the world 
you can train mixed martial arts here, jujitsu, they have weightlifting, they have cardio, and obviously they have Muay Thai, boxing, everything. telling you guys, I know everybody wants to go to Thailand because Thailand's so cool, but you can't come to Thailand without coming to AKA Thailand. Come on. One of the biggest questions I get is so many people ask, and, and they, they always say 20 to 22, 23 years old, is 20 to 20, I say 23, 20 to 23 too old to start training. Considering you started at 24, what would you say? I, I started young. I started when I was like eight years old, so it's hard for me to answer that question. Okay. Um, but I do know guys on my team at AK that, that started really late. I think Daniel Cormier started at like really late in his career uh, for MMA. Um, what would you say, considering you started at 24, to someone asking, you know, is 20 too old, 22 too old to start training and, and have a career? Um, I would say, like, no age is too old. Like, I started MMA at 28 or 29. Yeah. So I was just coming in with, like, four years of experience in Muay Thai. You know, yeah. I, had, I was 16 and old, but I was hustling. Yeah. So, like... Um, there's if you're passionate about it like just go for it like who's gonna stop you and uh the fact that like cormier was so successful starting like at an older age yep. you know um you you don't have to have an example of someone being successful in it to to be successful you know like you don't you don't need someone to look up to and be like oh well they were they were 28 and i'm 29 so i can't do it you know like they were the first person to do it so you can be the first person to do it at 29 so i, I never want to uh, dissuade someone from it especially because um athletes like you you kind of age different depending right. on how much damage your body is taken so Absolutely. like you you starting uh starting at eight and then being a 24-year-old, your body has probably been through yeah. way more than mine starting at 24. Like I was like all loosey-goosey. I could still like bring my arm over over my yeah. shoulder like that, you know, like everything's like gumby and not really like stressed out or broken yet. So so yeah, I feel like if your body, if your body feels good, if you enjoy the sport enough to be super passionate and dedicated to it, um, then you should go for it. But you yeah. can't half-ass it. Absolutely. So like like when I first started, I was doing three three times a week, and then like I got so into it, I was doing like five days a week, and then I was started running on on the sixth day, you know. So like you you have to be dedicated and passionate in order to succeed because there's always going to be someone working harder than you, and they might have started before you. But if you're passionate about it, if you have a little talent, a little talent for it that goes a long way. Um, and if your if your uh, body lets you lets you take the the brunt of training because it it's a, takes a big toll on your body, um, if you're able to handle it, then you should go for it. And yeah. like I always say, like don't go in there with like with like a plan to be UFC champion. Like I mean, baby it works steps. for some people. It's baby but steps. I feel, yeah, I feel like it it puts extra stress on yeah. on something that should be fun. Yeah. So if you're having fun doing something, then this is, the success will come no matter what your goals are for the future. So just go out there, have fun, do it, see what happens. Have black, have a backup plan, you know? Yeah. <laughs> have something else you like to do. Um but uh and have a way to make money while you do it because you're not going to make money for a long time doing it and uh and yeah see what happens never know you only have one life so just do it i agree with you <laughs> so much you got to have passion and i think so many people are, they get into things because of the end results success than what the actual mm -hmm. thing is because they see that it makes money they see that it makes you famous they see that it makes you this and that's their motivation for getting in something versus being passionate about it and i've seen yeah. so many fighters even izzy you know have said multiple times that when he was a dancer and stuff he, he never would have thought he would be a fighter and he's one of the best mm -hmm. in the world right now you know he just took a loss yeah. at 205 but he's still one of the best in the world um and many other fighters never expected to be fighters and and they ended up being really good fighters because they're passionate about it so 100 percent agree with you and then also going back to what you said about uh, like you got in the ufc when you're 29 i was 25 so i was younger but i was spending a lot of time 
because I had been training since I was eight, when I got in the UFC and was training for fight camps, a lot of my fight camps were spent doing rehab work, chiropractic work mm -hmm. and, and stuff like that because my body was, you're, you're absolutely right. It was like, it was already getting to a point where it was shot and, and, and just the yeah. regular workouts were just taking a toll and it was like really hard. Um, yeah. But moving past that, just real fast, um, did you when you started watching fighting and you started getting serious about it, did you have any fighters that you looked up to? And then do you still have any fighters that you look up to and, and that it motivates you and inspire you? Oh, yeah, there's a bunch, man. Um, yeah, uh, I think the first person I looked up to was Cyborg, yeah. um, Chris Cyborg, just because uh, she she just went in there and gave no fucks, you know, yeah. like she was just like, I don't care what your game plan is. I'm just going to come in there and punch you in the face. And I felt like my style mimicked hers a lot. Like uh, I felt like when I, when I would fight, I wouldn't really think I would just go. And right. like, I was literally just like when, when coach says, all right, 30 seconds hard on the bag. And you're like, just go for like it, that's yeah. literally what the first 30 seconds of all my fights look like. Um, so I really liked watching her because she, it would give me ideas of things to try to pull off in my fights. And uh, yeah, I just loved how dominant she was. And then um, uh, Miriam Nakamoto was another one because like, I didn't see too many Muay Thai fighters that looked like me. So like to see, Miriam Nakamoto in there like doing nasty stuff to girls like like drawing elbows like kneeing the hell out of them like having like amazing clinch was another thing that I really like to do is just clinch up my opponent first to make them tired and then start teeing off on them uh she was like the best at that so watching her especially when she transitioned into MMA uh, that was really cool to see. And she was, she was also older too. So I'm like, man, if she can do it, I can do it. So that, that's one of my, uh, inspirational, uh, kind of people that I looked up to. And I'm like, okay. Cause I was, I was also one of those people who were really self-conscious, like, man, I'm really into this fighting thing, but I'm, I'm way older than all these other girls who, who I'm fighting, who, or I'm, I'm, I started way older than all these other girls. Like, they've all been doing it since they were kids. So I was always a little self-conscious about that. But seeing her story and seeing how dominant she was, that always really inspired me. And I think um, out of the guys, I really love watching uh, DJ fight, uh, Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, like, I just – I, he was just – seamless with the way that he strung everything together like went from striking to wrestling to submission tips back to striking like I, I always loved watching him fight and he was one of those people who I felt never got the credit that he deserved but like he like watching him dominate when he did um that was really cool to watch as well because that was like early in my MMA career yeah he's arguably arguably one of the best in the world a lot of people have him as yeah. the goat um, and, and you've been very successful in your career and, and quite the celebrity in fighting. Do you have a celebrity moment that, that you can think of that like um, because of who you are in the UFC, um, because of, of what the, your career and what the UFC has kind of like provided for you as far as star power, um, <laughs> that, you, that you went out and did something that you would have never been able to do without being who you are that was just a really cool, memorable kind of experience that you could share? Um, I'm I mean, sure there's recently, been a lot, but it was really cool. Yeah, there, there's been a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool but, feeling. Yeah, it's a cool trip, man, being in the UFC. Um, but recently, um, I got the chance to do a ESPN gig, um, in Abu Dhabi. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like one of the few people who got to watch, uh, Adesanya versus Costa live. And I thought that was such a, just such a privilege you yeah. know like every I, I feel like everyone was jealous like a, anyone who sure. was an Adesanya fan who was a UFC fan or whatever like they were all jealous like they ever that place would have been packed if if the pandemic wasn't happening so it just felt really cool to have that opportunity to be flown out to Abu Dhabi first of all and like wine and dine and everything but then to be able to be in their arena during the pandemic when no one else could really like sit there as a fan and i'm such a huge fan of like both of those fighters so like uh so watching that live was just awesome and you could feel like they always say oh you can feel the electricity in the room but you could i was just yep. like tense you know and and uh yeah i think that was that was probably the coolest moment of one of the coolest moments of my ufc career outside of like fighting yeah 
That's so awesome. And, and yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's cool that you get these opportunities. Um, lastly, because um, a lot of people want to know this, I'm sure, that follow you. Um, if you could give yourself some advice, like a, like a younger you that would help you mm. or would have helped you uh, progress differently than you then uh, it's always about learning and, and from your mistakes and stuff anyway but what yeah. advice would you give yourself that that maybe you should have taken earlier um i, w- I would have said don't rush it yeah uh and i i think because i was so self-conscious about being the old age of 25 26 <laughs> i was rushing it i yeah. wanted i wanted to fight as many people as possible and um once i had mma on my brain i wanted to I wanted to fight as many MMA girls as possible. I, I was less concerned with um, with learning every day and more concerned with what the next fight was going to be. So um, I think I think uh, like if I were to do it all over again, I wouldn't have tried out for tough. And it's hard to say because who knows what would have happened. I might not have gotten the opportunity to even meet Dana White or meet anyone who could have gotten me on in the UFC. So it's hard to say like, hey, get. <laughs> dogs running around. It's hard to say, um, you know, coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But I do feel like whenever, um, especially now, it seems like every any girl who has a, a streak, a win streak, can be brought into the UFC at any moment. You know, you get a good win streak, you get a good highlight reel, then you could be brought in. And I feel like I definitely could have done that outside of the UFC and really built my confidence. And the only reason I say that is because when I went to Invicta and went on that four fight win streak, it was such a huge confidence boost. Like it was like I was down. I was I was upset after like losing two and getting yeah. cut, even though I knew those girls were like really good. I, I, like I was upset. I was like, man, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And when I went into the into Invicta and won four in a row and got the title, I was like, oh, okay, I guess I am as good as I thought I was. I'm just I'm just green. I just need more experience. And I think um, I think. If I had gotten that experience outside of the UFC where the stakes aren't as high, where there's not as much pressure, then I would have come into the UFC with a lot more um, just understanding of, of what type of fighter I was and what I could do in there and, and where I could where I could beat people up. Like I felt like I would have taken more risks. I would have I would have uh, been a better wrestler even just because I wouldn't be so worried about getting reversed or so worried right. about like, what if my shot doesn't work and then I'm getting ground and pounded. So, um, so fighting at the lower level is really good for any young fighter. Uh, even if you're, even if you've had like 20 fights and you're still not in the UFC yet, like just keep doing it, man, because like eventually they're going to call you in and you're going to look like a pro. You're going to you're not going to look like someone debuting. You're going to look like a veteran in there against a guy who no one thinks that you should be able to beat and then you beat him and then everyone's talking about you. And you've seen that happen a lot, especially this last year with all the fights falling out. They bring in a young guy with a good record and he just demolishes someone that he shouldn't have, you know? So uh so I feel like that's that's probably the best path for some of these guys to go, uh guys and girls and I think for women, just because there's a lot less athlete, less athletes out there, then you can take the risk and you know not not jump into the UFC right away. You can get your experience up and and figure out what kind of fighter you are and and really just work on your skills for a few years before you jump in there because. Once you get in the UFC, you have to be ready to fight the champ. Yeah. You know, like my first fight in the UFC on tough was Carla Spars and yeah. she ended up beating the champ. So it's like you got to if you're not ready to fight the champ, then you're going to have a hard time in there. So that's that's the advice that I long, long. That's OK. Answer, no, it's good. That's the advice that I give to any young fighters. Well, you have a huge fight coming up. <laughs> yeah, you have a huge fight coming up this weekend. Ashley Yotter, uh, UFC Fight Night 187. Uh, it's crazy, it's 187. Um, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time out, especially so much of your time to do the podcast. Um, I hope your fight camp or your fight week goes good. Uh, I'll be watching the fight from here. Um, it, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. You're so positive. You're so fun to talk to, even at 1.30 in the morning. So thank you so much for taking time out and, and doing this for me and doing it before you go to, to your fight camp. and Or sorry, fight. I keep saying fight camp. Fight week yeah, and, fight and, week. And, and, and getting all busy with all the stuff that you have to do there. I know with the quarantine and, and, and all the, the regulations and stuff, I 
really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you uh, you uh, reaching out. That was awesome. Yeah, no, I want to <laughs> make sure that you come back on the show as well. You got to promise me that uh, you'll come back uh, for your next fight as well. Yeah, maybe I'll come come to Phuket. Yeah, <laughs> come to Phuket. Hit amazing. me up. Hit me up. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. Great gym. And then there's so many things to do around here. You'll have fun the entire time. So just let me know anytime y'all want to come and, and we'll make it happen. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you.